your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tampa Bay Lightning podcast. For the people on the Lightning feed, let me introduce myself. My name is Armando Velez, the host of Locked On Panthers from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. And very thankful to be doing this crossover edition with the host of Locked On Lightning, Mr. Adam Danker. Adam, how are you, buddy? How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's been a while since we spoke. Uh, last time we spoke, I think was one or two teams uh played in the in the playoffs and uh wow what a series that was uh but glad to get back at it again and um glad for a a a normal nhl season uh i'm sure there'll still be some interesting things that will happen along the way but uh the one mm-hmm. thing that will stay the same is that our two teams hate each other <laughs> so um yeah, we were talking before we hit the record button. Uh, Maroon and uh, Lomberg already had a tilly before the season started, so that's definitely uh, a, a sign for things to come during the regular season. I mean, our two teams are facing off on the 19th, so not too far away. Uh, so I I wouldn't be surprised if something spills over into this from the, from the 9th on this past Saturday will happen. Yeah, and... And you, you and I have been uh, chatting through DM um, in between these uh, recordings, just chatting different stuff, even non-hockey related things. But yeah, uh, great to be on this call with you. And yeah, what a series! What a series last last year between these two teams. Uh, many debated on whether uh, the Florida Panthers were that team that gave the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, the biggest challenge, and we we saw it really early on on the first preseason matchup of uh, these two teams getting it out of their system it's not it wasn't just exclusively to one side both of these were just like okay there's still some carryover along with uh, some new added additions uh to the on the Tampa Bay Lightning side in Corey Perry and a guy who's not afraid to get in people's faces so what, what are you thinking of that acquisition I thought it was a great acquisition I, I when they first announced that he was coming I was honestly surprised I didn't Corey Perry was somebody that I knew was available to the team. I just didn't think that they would have been able to get a deal done. But when I spoke with Corey on uh, Locked on Lightning, uh, and it was kind of uh, announced later on that this was kind of something that was in the makings for a couple of years now, believe it or not. Uh, he's at, he's good friends with Pat Marone and Steven Stamkos. So, uh, you know, they've been trying to recruit him for the last couple of years. And this offseason was finally the time where they could get a, a deal done that worked Last night, um, we're recording this on Friday the eighth. That he had two goals last night, and I came out and tweeted on on Twitter that I think that at this rate, uh, who knows how the season's going to go, but I think at this rate, Corey could have 20, 20, uh, 25 goals if he keeps up, keep this up, uh, especially in his seventeenth year in the league. Uh, but yeah, I think the guys that have left, I think that was the best person that you could have gone out and signed, and and I think that he's going to to this team uh their side who who do you like that they brought in that um from from the lightning side i really do like um the 
Corey Perry acquisition, especially since the Tampa Bay Lightning lost a whole third line. That has been the story of all the offseason from the Tampa Bay Lightning side of Goudreau, Gord, and Coleman. Um, they all yeah. went their separate ways. And something I emphasized is in order to win a championship, you got to have uh, secondary scoring from your bottom six. And Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay has been very they have been able to score uh on the on the on the bottom six and even even in the on their fourth line with Tyler Johnson who they were able to get that contract off their books a, a guy that they've been trying to trade for now for uh, a season and a half so they, they've been able to get that complimentary scoring so it's crazy. I, I, I don't I, I don't know how to see the bottom part of the Tampa Bay Lightning, but their core is still there. And I don't see any reason for them to have a huge drop off for for the, um, it, at least in the regular season. I don't think they're I, I think they're going to still keep afloat uh, and they're still going to. But something I emphasize is the real season for a back to back. Stanley Cup champion is the playoffs that and that is what happens when when you win and I compared it to the Miami Heat when the big three era were here they they won back-to-back championships and they didn't even at, at least fans didn't really even care about the regular season they said just get us to the postseason so but I want but I want to know uh where where do you see uh Corey, Corey Perry fitting in to uh to as far as the lines like what in the top six middle six bottom six where do you see him I think that he's going to, you know, when they first signed him, I really thought they were going to put him on that last line with uh, uh, Bellamare and Maroon. But just the way he's played throughout this preseason, just looking at his numbers, I think they're going to put him on the third line alongside Colton and and Joseph. I think that's going to be a nice spot for him just to have kind of balance out that muscle throughout the uh, all. And I think that John Cooper has been trying to do over the last couple of seasons, and it's worked. Uh, so yeah, I expect them on the wing with Ross Colton in this in the center position and Matthew Joseph on the other wing. I think that's going to be a good spot for him, and that's why I really think that um, he has a shot at at, at hitting the twenty five goal mark. Just because you have two young guys uh, playing alongside you who are still learning the game, uh, so it, I think really going to rely heavy on Corey Perry to kind of uh, take take on the scoring responsibility. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch all the games live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible devices required content varies by package for what was one of the changes uh, uh, or one of the, 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 the fresh faces that they bought, brought in on, in the offseason that you like the most? The, the easy one for me is the Sam Reinhart trade. It was a, a, a trade that they made on the night of the NHL entry draft. And it was 
past midnight, I was I was literally getting ready to drive home from the place that I was watching the draft. And I was starting to get notifications uh, from 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 Pierre Lebrun, the Elliot Friedman mm-hmm. of the world. And the moment that that was going on, I, I told my girlfriend that I had to pull over and ask her, hey, can you drive the rest of the way so I could uh, so I could uh, look at this information based on uh, this, this big trade that the floor <laughs> are going to make. And the and, and I love what every everything looking a lot of people were, of course, not looking at the Buffalo Sabres direction, especially after Jack Eichel went down last season. But a lot of people really didn't notice. Sam Reinhardt's production when Jack Eichel went down. His his production went up went once uh, Jack Eichel went, went went down, and you a lot of people could see that this he can create his own type of shots. He could create his own type of plays, and he's going to be on that fir- first line with uh, Alexander Barkov and former Tampa Bay Lightning Carter Verhage, who this summer he was able to get his uh, day with the Stanley Cup. So happy for. Uh, Carver Hagee, hopefully he gets another uh, day with the Stanley Cup in a Florida Panthers uniform after uh, signing yeah. an extension. So that, that was, that's a big, big acquisition for Florida Panthers. It still pains me to see Verhage Panthers jersey after everything he's done with that team. And uh, we'll talk about that on another episode. But uh, let's keep it on Barkov. He's got a deal pending. Um, and, and you spoke, I wasn't even aware of uh, but. Yeah, he, he hasn't signed really yet uh, a long-term deal. Uh, do you think it's going to get done anytime today, or do you think uh, we're still going to be waiting, um, you know, till next week? Uh, I keep refreshing my uh, Twitter feed right now, and as of a minute ago, um, as of a minute ago of this recording, it's an eight-year deal, $10 million AAV. So um, finding out this as we are recording from first to report of Elliot Friedman. So. Barkov is uh, Barkov is here for the long term, and th- this is something that I predicted: is if Kirill Kaprizov got what he got as far as AAV after one year in Minnesota, there was no way in hell that Alexander Barkov was going to get anything less than eight figures. And this is something that Mike DeStefano of Locked On Leafs and I talked about on our on our crossover episode with Locked On Leafs, and he he asked me co-sign or no sign he asked me is Alexander Barkov going to get this extension before the season and I said co-sign because going into the season and I thought it was going to be after the last preseason game uh between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning because you had a four days before opening night I mean the Tampa Bay Lightning start on Tuesday but the Florida Panthers don't start until Thursday so there's that gap to still sit down get the get the numbers done everything but now at this point in time of this recording on friday uh october 8th uh, the the deal is done and there will be an announcement later today for for the for the panthers and even though this uh episode is going to be aired later i'm going to be uh, doing a, an emergency podcast uh for for the barkoff extension so really exciting times for the for the captain really exciting time for the florida panthers the former number two overall pick from the 2013 NHL entry draft, the pick after Nathan McKinnon. So the the Florida Panthers did miss out on McKinnon, but they got the second best thing, and it's the and it's their franchise player, their captain, their the heart and soul of that team. Yeah, no, that's that's always a relief when when you could get a deal done, uh, 
regardless if it's a uh, a contract a new contract or a bridge deal uh it's it's good to get something like that done uh can't say the same for the ottawa senators who are in the atlantic division with this brady kachuk situation going on but uh let's talk about the rest of the division uh we were you know it's going to be a weird year uh i kind of made the comment before we record record it saying that if you look at what the Southern Division was last year, as opposed to what the Atlantic is this year, really not a whole lot of uh, change in terms of of level of talent. Yeah, you have you know the Lightning and the Panthers and the Maple Leafs, and we'll, we could go into detail whether or not we think the Maple Leafs are uh, really a threat. Uh, we could also go into detail about how the Canadians, you know, whether they're for real or not. But other than that, you look at this division, you have the Boston Bruins who are kind of on the tail end of their core. You know, there is talk that this might be Patrice Bergeron's last year. Uh, but other than that, you have the Sabres, the Red Wings, the Senators. And, you know, there's really not much out there that's really going to threaten our teams from playing for a a top spot in the division. Uh, What is your view on the Atlantic division as of this moment? Yeah, the last time we had a uh, regular uh, NHL season before the COVID shutdown, uh, it's these teams are, these two teams are just so different from what they were. The Florida Panthers were just outside the wild card spot, uh, chasing after Toronto before the COVID shutdown. The the top three were Boston, Tampa Bay, and, uh, Toronto where with Boston winning the president's trophy. And now that's a completely different Boston team. The Florida Panthers uh, were losing the season series against Toronto at the time of the shutdown too. And Tampa Bay were just coming off that um, getting swept by Columbus and lo and behold, they go into that Stanley cup bubble. They went two cups was, in 10 months. So, that was two cups ago. That was two cups ago, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So a lot has changed. It's crazy how much has changed from yeah. 2020 to now two cups in 10 months. And yeah. uh, the Habs were still chasing, but and they caught lightning in a bottle uh, last year. But a lot of turnover on that on their part. Detroit is still a year or two away from from contending. Even though I do love uh, Maurice Sider and Lucas Raymond coming into the mix, making it yeah. their debut. So they're gonna they're definitely going. They have some young pieces there. Buffalo, oh man, they're they're a mess. Uh, especially the whole surgery situation with Jack Eichel. Um, they're likely going to be competing with Arizona and Anaheim for the number one overall pick in uh, the projected number one overall pick in uh, Shane Wright, who uh, the Florida Panthers' uh, seventh round pick from this recent uh, draft, Braden Hache, will be playing uh, with him in the OHL uh, this year, so um, he can learn a little little thing or two, even though he's a defenseman. Um, and I think it's I think it's going to be simply five teams trying to fight for three spots. I still think that experience with Montreal getting there, despite Carey Price going into the players' assistance program, that experience is going to really help them. Even though there's no Shea Weber there, they still have those young pieces of Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki. They're going to be battling for the wild card spot really probably until the last week of the season. Boston, they're on the downward trajectory. Um, and I think they'll be one of the wild card teams. Toronto, I think I think I think it'll they'll be one of the top three uh, for for this division because they all they've always been able to to play in the regular season. It's just been their postseason success. I know they lost uh, Zach Hyman, but they still have Austin Matthews, probably one of the best uh, players in the league, who is now 
who's one of the first three names for the USA Olympic team. Oh, and, and something I didn't mention, Alexander Barkov is one of the first three names in for the Finnish national team, something I haven't mentioned yet. But him, Tavares, Marner, there's still questions about Marner on how he uh, performs in the, in the playoffs. And I still think they'll still finish inside that top three. Tampa Bay, they lost their third line, but they still were able to fill complementary pieces. If there's one thing that Tampa Bay can do outside of their core pieces, they know how to draft. They know how to build that farm system. Yeah. The, the Florida Panthers learned a thing or two about, about last year in the farm when they uh, combined farm systems in Syracuse. So, and one player that I'm really high on, just like you, is uh, Bear Boulet on his um, fill, filling in for uh, the, the third line pieces. Uh, going shipping out the door for Tampa Bay. And he, I think he's going to fit in well. I think you said that he scored like 30 some odd goals in the AHL. So, yeah. so he, he's, a, he, they know how to develop a, and that's what championship teams do. But I think the Florida Panthers, I think they're, they're hungry. I think that as far as regular season, I think they're going to do everything, everything they possibly can to win the division. And for the Tampa Bay lightning on the lightning side of things, they just want to get to the postseason. So these two teams have two different mentalities. One who's been there, done that, and one team who's trying to get over that hump. So I think that the Florida Panthers want to get every advantage they can. I, I'm, I will admit this. I will admit this. The Tampa Bay Lightning are still the better team at this point in time, until proven otherwise. But as far as regular season goes, even if it's a sweep one way or one sweep sweep of the other, it, 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 it'll just come – to the postseason and what these two teams do. And I, but I think that the Florida Panthers will do their absolute best to try to win this division. And they have an early test with Tampa Bay as a head-to-head on October 19th. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you are missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You want to know what my favorite flavor is of these selections? It's the cookies and cream. What? Cookies and cream, anything, ice cream, goat bars, any, anything cookies and cream related. Why not? It's a very obvious choice. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Four to five grams of sugar and only four to five net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. There's also the grasshopper cookie flavor, which is like the classic thin mint cookie all the flavor without all the sugar with 150 calories 17 grams of protein and only five grams of sugar order today and you'll get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like built bar is the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team isn't that great so go to built.com and use the promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15 percent off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 over at built.com. Yeah, um, I, I think as for the division who's going to win it, I think it's really 
the, the Panthers division to lose just because I don't think the lightning are going to go full pedal to the metal all season. I agree. Uh, you know, it, we, we've, we've said it multiple times, t- uh, two cups in 10 months, is really grueling. And then y- you have the Olympics this year. So, you know, I don't think John Cooper is going to really pe- be playing uh, Andre Vasilevsky as much as some people might expect. That's why they brought in Brian Elliott, who I thought did a fantastic job this this uh, preseason. You know, the, the goal totals might not say it, but I, I think he's done some pretty good things. Looking over past that is uh, his some of the video from the saves he's made. Um, I think, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the Lightning are just let's just get to the playoffs and, and do what we normally do. And I think that's really what the mentality is. So I, I could see the Panthers. Winning the division, I I'm still not high on the Bruins. I don't. I think they're kind of like their time has passed. Um, the Maple Leafs, they're one of those teams where, okay, great, you're going to make the playoffs, but we all know what happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. Kind of team. The one team that I'm actually kind of looking at, just because I think this is this their year to to kind of have so some sort of a season that we saw from the Canadians last year, and that's the Ottawa Senators. And then I think. Right now, unfortunately, with this whole situation where Brady Kachuk looking for a bridge deal, whereas senators don't really want to commit to anything too long. Um, I think that they, you know, th- there was a lot of talk a couple of years ago where they made all these moves. They got a, ro- a little rid of a lot of pieces and they got some draft picks and they made some very good, good picks in the draft. I, I think this is this. This is the year, just like where the Red Wings are, to kind of show a little bit of something of what you've been doing over the last couple of years. And I wouldn't be su- too surprised either if the Red Wings kind of made a run at it, uh, getting Alex Nedeljkovic in the offseason from the Hurricanes. So I wouldn't sleep on those two teams, even though I don't think that they're going to do much of anything. I still think that they're going to have they're going to catch a little bit of uh, lightning in a bottle uh, at some point in the season. Yeah, and the Ottawa Senators are the only team in the NHL right now who, who are under the cap floor, so they need to figure out something. Yeah. And the As far as the AAV, as, as far as the AAV last time I checked, that's not the issue for uh, Brady Kachuk and the Ottawa Senators. The, the issue for them is trade projection. The issue is uh, how signing bonuses are going to work there. So that's really the issue that's holding up. And, and, they, there is a lot of relation uh, in that with, with is there going to be tension between Brady Kachuk and the management for Ottawa? But then there was, I, I looked at, they also mentioned the situation with uh, Willem Nylander of the Toronto Maple Leafs, how, how it yeah. took a little bit to get his deal done, and that there doesn't seem to be friction between him and the front office. I mean, Brady Kachuk is a former fourth overall pick. Uh, that that was uh, that was the option where the Ottawa Senators had uh, to choose whether they could keep their pick or save it for next year in the Matt Duchesne trade, uh, which uh, bit Ottawa in the in the butt a little a little bit. Um, but they were able to get what what gonna be their franchise player and love what they love love what they did with uh, getting uh, Tim Stutzla as well. That was part of the trade with Tampa Bay yeah. with Eric Carlson. So. As far as uh, if, if Ottawa ends up somewhere in between like 10 and 15 in the draft, I think that's a success for them. Same thing with I, same thing with Detroit. I think uh, I think this is uh, I think this will be year, uh, a season for each of them to progress. And and uh, the rest, it's either going to be with Toronto and uh, Boston. They're, they're likely going to be somewhere around like. 16 to 20 so a lot of and and i and i'm going to expect that a lot of the 
Atlantic teams are just going to beat up on Buffalo. I don't think they're going to be uh, – I don't think the Buffalo Sabres are going to be Washington Capitals bad from back in the day. But uh, but I think they're, it's going to be uh, – it's not going to be pretty, especially with uh, – with the uh, Jack Eichel situation, uh, they just uh, signed Rasmus Dahlin to a, a short-term deal, so they're still wondering what they got in him. And they they have uh, Craig Anderson, a uh, former Florida Panther, so uh, it's not it's not looking good there. So I think a lot of teams are really going to feed off uh, Buffalo, and it's gonna it, it's gonna make a lot of those Atlantic Division uh, teams a little lower in the draft board for next year versus versus uh, a lot of uh, the other teams really in the top five. At least that's what I see. Yeah, I think I think so, too. And I don't think it's going to be that grueling of a, a schedule in terms of divisional play for either of our teams. As for, you know, the, the schedule as a whole, I think that's a whole other situation. I think that players are going to have to get used to going and doing those West Coast trips and, and, and going doing one in one in a home where, you know, you go to the West Coast and then you play one back home. So that's good. I think that's going to be an adjustment period for our guys, especially. Uh, and and I could definitely see some of those bad Pacific teams beating up on us uh, real early on in the season. But um, we're going to have to wait and see, though. One of those things where we don't know. Uh, the Panthers and the Lightning could very well get off to a slow start. They could get off to a, a fire start and kind of burn out by a big break. You know, uh, we haven't really spoken about the Olympics yet. We'll we'll probably get into that a little bit later uh, in the season. Uh, haven't mentioned that Victor Hedman was also one of the top three names for excited about that um so i guess that's a place up later on in the season as always do as this rivalry intensifies over the the course of uh, the nhl season uh armando great as always to be talking to you about this stuff and hopefully our teams uh meet up at some point in the playoffs yeah um one thing that i uh predicted uh for for sure is that these teams will meet again and this time in the <laughs> second round, the, the the Florida Panthers will get. I think the Florida Panthers will get their first playoff series win since nineteen ninety six. I I think with the division alignment, um, unless uh, Toronto wins the division or Boston, uh, the the Panthers and the Lightning will meet in round one. But I don't. I I think on paper, I I think it, it'll be set up for a round two matchup. I'm not gonna make a playoff prediction at this time. I'm just not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that for my for myself. No way. Uh, but. But I I, th- I do think uh, they're going to meet again, and it's going to be uh, if it was intense last time around in round one, it's it's I think it's going to be some there's going to be some more bad blood uh, this time around, especially early on with uh, the whole Pat Maroon and uh, Ryan Lomberg, yeah, yeah. Uh, how they're keep going at it and adding along uh, Corey Perry. Uh, it, it's going to be fun. I, I I'm excited. So uh, for my listeners, uh, tell them. Uh, Tell them where they can find you and your show online. You could uh, find us wherever your know, podcasts are distributed. Give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore lighting. Give us a follow on Instagram at lockdown underscore lighting. Also, check out our YouTube page. Uh, like I stated earlier, we did an interview with Corey Perry. That will be up. Uh, we also did an interview this past off season with Ross Colton, as well as uh, the great Kenny Albert. So check those out as well. Yeah, and for the listeners, um, Adam Danker also hosts the Thursday episode of Locked on AHL with the host of Locked on Avalanche, Chris Castelli. So subscribe to Locked on NHL it's a, where you'll hear Adam Danker uh, speak about the NHL every Thursday. And for the Lightning listeners, they can 
find me online at Bondoman12. They can follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And we just did a recent episode on Lockdown Panthers talking about the rivalry between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers on is it the best in the NHL? And could does it have an opportunity to be? So I challenge everyone to go to that episode and definitely listen and and hear me break down uh, that rivalry. So once again, Adam, thank you for doing this with me and let's talk soon. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh... So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for the season preview of this NHL season. Make sure to listen to the Crosscheck NHL Show's live NHL season preview show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark on the Locked On NHL YouTube page on Tuesday, October 12th from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Andrew and Mary teed up the new NHL season with a look at the key storylines around the National Hockey League, featuring drop-ins from our roster of NHL local experts, fantasy insights from Locked On Fantasy Hockey host Scott Collin, an award and Stanley Cup playoff predictions and when you're done listening to this episode make sure to listen to today's episode of locked on fantasy hockey host scott Cullen leads on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league it's free and available on all platforms follow the locked on fantasy hockey podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts so i'm armando velez signing off and you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.